We're back. Yay! We're back for our break. I hope my you, life has meaning. I hope you enjoyed our, our little uh, surprise episode in the middle, talking about uh, our weekend. C two E two and all of the Archie people we met, and all of our jugheadness, and uh, many other events besides. But now we're back to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, actually recapping an episode of Riverdale. Yes, I've missed it so much. Back. And specifically, we're going to talk about Chapter 11 to Riverdale and Back Again by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, directed by Kevin Sullivan. Hey, now, and what an episode. <laughs> now, uh, a lot of those things I said should be a little familiar. The name of the writer, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, he wrote the first and second episodes, yeah. as well as being creative director of Archie Comics, and... To Riverdale and back again to continue the movie theme. Yeah. As the name of the 90s TV movie from which we stole our theme music. Ah, uh, sugar. Oh, honey, honey. They just heard it. We don't need to put them through You're that again. You're candy girl. Don't you dare. Why not? I care about our listeners too much. So, this there's so much. There's so much. It's homecoming. It's homecoming. And uh, they say everything changed when Jason died, but some things keep on keeping on. Like homecoming. Like homecoming. So we we start with Josie and the Pussycats hanging around the mic to the school like announcer system, the, singing this weird Riverdale. They're singing the song. school hymn, basically. That, that yeah. that's what the word is. My school didn't have those. Schools generally don't. Like colleges do. My college didn't even have that. Mine did. I know. I had to like sit through it like three times at your graduation. (laughs) (laughs) Mine just had the tradition of that one song um, we walked into for graduation. Was it Uh, Walk This Way by Aerosmith and Run DMC? Yes, it was. That was what we walked into. But by the time I walked in, they were done playing that song. Anyways, so we're talking about an episode here. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so they're... Singing it, and it's a little, it's a little creepy. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It, but someone's it, gonna be like stabbed. It looked like through that. It's a bit of normalcy that's never yes. quite that normal. Yes. Welcome to Riverdale. And, and Jughead's typing away. We find out that not only is it homecoming weekend, it is also the school reunion. Yeah, all so of there's the, old people. Everybody's coming home, so it's time yeah. for reunions and, and whatnot. Yes. And Betty, of course, is our perfect uh, school princess, is in charge of decorating for the dance and planning the the reunion yes. and running the school newspaper. And she's trying to unload because that's impossible. And Mr. Weatherby's like, nope, nah. you made a commitment. You're going to do it. That doesn't exactly seem like looking out for your students, but okay. Whatever. Like, and she even had Ethel lined up to like take control of the decorating. And he's like, no. I'm sure Ethel would do a lovely job. Ethel would do a great job. Archie and his mom are catching up because mm-hmm. she's she's in town. Molly Ringwald having some breakfast like old times. Yeah, uh, she's very excited about his music. Yeah, yeah, she wants to go to the homecoming dance like old times because he says he's performing, and he's a little like, yeah, great. 
Uh, uh, mostly because we find out he wasn't yet actually performing. Yeah, whatever. He lied. Veronica and her mom are, uh, at home and they get a call from the lawyer that their statements made a real different mm-hmm. uh that yeah Hiram's sentence has been reduced to time served so he can come home yes which makes sense because this week they just announced his casting <laughs> how about that timely announcement <laughs> uh, but uh, they have really different perspectives on this. Hermione is like, hell yes, my husband's off the hook. We can rule the world again. And Veronica's like, but what if he's a murderer? What are we going to do? <laughs> and she's like, you need to calm down and stop calling your dad a murderer. Yeah, yeah. She's like, but what if he is? Uh, meanwhile, before school, Jughead checks in at, at the Jones home. Yeah, and it's all clean. It's clean. His father is clean shaven, and he's been reading Jughead's manuscript. Yeah, and and uh, we still don't know what Jughead's dad gave him for his birthday. <laughs> we still don't know. It was a little like homemade coupon book, and he tore off the one that says, please read my uh, manuscript. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, please shave and please clean and take a shower. I'm checking all these in. Yep, and that was the entire coupon yeah, book. It's all yeah. done. That's the end. Jughead's dad is, like, complimenting him, mm-hmm. and that he's got a gift, and this is great, and then he starts asking he questions. starts pumping him for his murder theories. Like, who do you think it is? And why do you think that? And, uh, and Jughead is, he's got a bit of a blind spot. With yeah. anyone else, he would see what's happening. But with his dad, he's like, oh, my dad's finally engaging with something I care about. He's giving me the attention and affection I've always wanted. And, oh, my sweet boy. Uh, he he does mention that uh, he, he doesn't think it's about who killed him, but like whether Riverdale is a place of darkness and evil. And like and there's da- the doom and gloom Betty was talking about <laughs> last week, last time. And FB is just like, you know, you gotta move on. You either, you can't this can't be the only story you tell? You have so many other stories. He to tell. wrote a whole book in two fucking months, Dad. Calm down. Yeah, like he's he's sixteen. He's got the rest of his freaking life. <laughs> he can obsess about this for three months. <laughs> huh. uh, Archie and Veronica meet up for like the first time after their their sleepover, and we it's find out still- that it was. It's still a little ambiguous, but leaning heavily towards platonic sleepover. It seemed very much like Like, platonic sleepover, because they straight up said, like... Make out, pass out, basically. Yeah, like, he's like, well, you slept over. And she's like, we slept in separate beds. Yeah, for the part where you're unconscious. And and she said something else, too. But yeah, it seems to be they did not get that on. And, uh... He he's kind of but like, he well, wants to. Yeah, he's like, what's next? What's next? And she's like, I'm not in a place for a relationship. I think it could happen, but I do not have the time or space in my brain she right now. She says she doesn't have the bandwidth to consider anything with anyone. Yep. Uh, so this leads to my theory that Veronica is a cyborg. Yeah. Which is why she's so like literal minded about justice. Yeah. Uh, and then he he mentions how he he wants to sing with her. At homecoming. And she's all like, no, I can't deal with this. Remember that thing we did a few weeks ago? That was nice. Let's try that again. But so, yeah, her, her plan is just to pretend this uh, make out pass out session never happened. Yeah, let's, we just, we're going to move on. It's, it didn't happen. 
Uh, so then back we, at the blue and gold, the blue and gold. There, there's uh, Betty and Veronica enter, and Alice is there. They're having a detectives meeting. Yes, and she's all like, "Whoever is not in this room is a suspect." So, Veronica, let's talk about your dad. <laughs> And, She's so wonderfully blunt. And Veronica is so like, yeah, he could have done it. He might have done it. Like, and you know, he might have also pulled FP into this and like, like paid him off to do it. So like, we should investigate both of them. Yes, that Jones boy. Hmm. And, and Alice is like, good, here, Betty, I have this list of questions for you to ask Jughead about his father and whether or not he murdered someone. <laughs> I have prepared a Voight-Kampf test for you to give. <laughs> And Betty's not having this. No, no, because he said and she believed him and he believed his dad. It's done. Yeah. But it's never done without no, us. No, So then we are at the Blossoms and mm-hmm. uh, Polly sneaking around and we see the creepiest thing ever from the Blossoms. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, it gets less creepy, but it's still creepy. Father Blossom has a wig for every mood. Which, it's less creepy once you find that out, because I really thought, like, do they just have, like, five billion Jason wigs? Yeah, they all look just like Do, uh, do they hire haircut. someone to, like, walk around as Jason? Mm-hmm. Or what? But no, we find out that Mr. Blossom uh, has a full head of white hair, and so he wears wigs. Uh, and he's not very happy about Polly seeing this, so he, like, shuts the door in her face. Yes. Yeah, and so then we are back at school. Back at school. Cheryl uh, comes up and starts campaigning for co-homecoming queen. For her and Polly. Her and Polly, her date. Because it should have been Polly and Jason, but this is the next best thing. Yeah. She's going to live her brother's life and become homecoming king. Yep. They got a, that's a weird relationship there. Uh, And then Archie's like, oh, hey, Betty, about homecoming, can I like... Play some songs. Like, what the fuck, Archie? <laughs> All of your sounds, songs sound like funeral dirges, Arch. We don't want that. As Jughead said, they make you want to slit your wrists, but in a good way. It's okay. Like, that, that's a compliment. Well, coming from Jughead, yeah. It's like the... He's weird. He's a weirdo. <laughs> it's the emo songs you want to listen to. It's okay. Uh, and then Veronica's all like, no, no, we're going to do covers, which is the first time Archie has heard about this. And he, he later, you know, asks her about like, what, 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 what made you change your mind? Yeah. Uh, it's the two of them in the science lab, right? Yeah. I, I love how this scene starts because she is, has already publicly given him this favor at the lunch table. Yeah. And now it's time for her to extract her quid pro quo mm. while Archie's like, oh, you're my girlfriend now? Move in for a smooch. And she and takes like, a step back. Nope. And it's a really good shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so find out that, um, uh, I jumped, uh, Veronica does not want Archie's kisses. No. She wants help breaking into FP's place. Yes, and they're going to do it while Alice is uh, distracting, distracting FP. Uh, and Archie's very against this at first. Yeah. He's like, well, we can't go behind Jughead. And Jughead said, and that's not, like, okay. <laughs> And she's all like, no, we have to do this and we can't tell Jughead. After the birthday party, we cannot go bagging on Jughead anymore. Like, this dude is ready to not be our friends anymore. Uh, so that- He just said wanting to slit your wrist is a good thing. All right, can we keep an eye on Jughead? 
Jughead can't take much more. Mrs. Andrews, her name is Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary Andrews. Mary uh, and Fred. Well, Mary and ex-Fred. Yes. She shows up at the construction site looking for Fred. He mm-hmm. is not there, but Hermione's there and things are awkward for Hermione at least. Yeah. I The thing I love about Mary Andrews is that in her mind, she's already divorced. Yeah. She's already moved on. It's it's just paperwork. She does not give one shit about who her ex-husband is kissing. No, not at all. <laughs> and there are a couple times where people want to stir shit up and just like, what the fuck ever? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so then we're back at the gym. And there's homecoming decoration going on. Mm-hmm. And Polly calls Betty. I don't know when Betty sleeps. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Next episode is going to be all about uh, Penny's, like, uh, meth addiction, just so she can do all of this. Yeah. And uh, Betty asked her, like, why are you coming to Cheryl's date? To keep her distracted. (laughs) Uh, And and Polly's trying to... She needs, she's like, I need to sneak into the bedroom. There's stuff in there. They're always sneaking around in the bedroom. Uh, but then she has to hang up because Mrs. Blossom comes in with her, like, hourly milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Her hourly strawberry milkshake. Uh, and is all like, you must be famished from exploring. The East bum, Wing bum, is bum. off limits. Yeah, that's where they keep the the portrait with all the claw marks in it. Yeah, and, and the the rose that well, just... Well, no, will, the enchanted the, rose is in, like, no, the front room. Well, they no, want to show that off. It's, it's, they love it's it. It's the, like, sacred syrup. Yeah. <laughs> it's the syrup in a pot, and when they, like, chant at it, they can see, like, in the future. <laughs> and that's how they, like, bring up the no. devil. To worship him in the in the the cauldron of syrup. Nana Blossom isn't Cheryl's grandmother. It's her great 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 grandmother. They rejuvenate her in the syrup. Yes, yes, yes. Rejuvenation syrup. Yes. <laughs> this is what I want. I want this so bad. And Nana Blossom's sister is the one who runs the cult in the woods. Well, of course. Yeah. Just so we the, know. the other immortal. Yeah. Jim, we're back at the gym. Uh huh. Jughead's all like. Happy and goes oh, up yeah. to Betty and is like, "Why didn't you tell me about dinner?" And she's like, "What? Your mom, your mom invited me and my dad over, and so Jughead we can get to know each other." Glowing. He's so happy. He just saw his dad turn a corner, and now there's like people acting like normal families. And they want to like get to know them. Jughead's over the moon. And he's all like, "This is a weird ass social experiment, but like, this is good. This is good for us." <laughs> got to strike while the iron is pretending to be hot. And Betty is pissed. Because <laughs> she knows what's up. What's Alice know over her peach pie making? <laughs> and then we are at the Andrews home. Yeah. So uh, it, it's nighttime. Jughead's in the trundle bed and, and he's talking with Archie about... All this stuff we just said. Yeah. And, and especially how happy he is that his dad it seems to really be going for it for real this time. He hasn't missed a day of work in weeks. And he, he was even engaging with his story. And Archie's like, wait, what? He was asking uh, what questions about uh, the, the who now? The, the killer person? Huh? Huh? The what? 
What? You know, I just remembered my mom really likes almond milk for her, her coffee, uh, and we don't have any, so I need, I need to go get some. <laughs> There's nowhere in Riverdale that's open right now, unless Pop sells almond milk. Jughead's <laughs> just like, you're a terrible liar. Like, I know you're going to have some rendezvous with a raven-headed whatever he said. Chick, <laughs> I don't remember. Something. And then Archie just gave him a glare. Because, for one thing, he's right, but also he's very, very yeah. wrong. This is not a romantic is... rendezvous with Veronica. No. This is an, oh my god, I think you're right. Yeah. Archie finally figured a thing out for once in his life, and I want to squeeze him and hug him. And give him sweet kisses on his little scar between his eyebrows. He went from the, like, person of reason to suddenly figuring something out, and it's just, like, crazy. Archie is at Veronica's, and she is all like, is this, is this a booty call? No, 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 I think you're right. FP wants to know the killer for some reason. Mm-hmm. We have to investigate Skeet. Yes, yes, we have to investigate we Skeet. Ha- Jughead to... can't be hurt. He's been hurt too much. We have to protect him. We have to look into this. Mm-hmm. He can't find out. <laughs> Must investigate Skeet. Archie got so spooked by the idea that his roommate would move back in with his dad that now he has to betray him. Yep. So then we are at the Blossoms and we get mm-hmm. a close-up of a cover girl eyeshadow palette. <laughs> because guess what? Those cover girl commercials are back. Yep. Uh, I forget which ad it is, so let's just talk about it now. Mm-hmm. It's finally Josie's turn. Mm-hmm. Now we've had all the main girls, so if yep. it happens again, it will be Archie. Yes. Or perhaps Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be for some, like, hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so this time they focused on eyeshadow, though, because, mm-hmm. like, Josie wears very bright colored eyeshadow. So they're like, yes. look at this fancy new eyeshadow palette. Look, we can make makeup for black people. And now we're going to have a line while Cheryl's doing Polly's makeup and talk about how it really makes her eyes pop. <laughs> My God. I want... Product placement. Like, I... there's not been product placement this, like... Look at it, since, like, Fringe and all their cars. Oh, Fringe is not even the worst example. <laughs> it's not. You should have watched, we should have watched Chuck, if you want to talk about product placement. Apparently, I should have watched Chuck. That's what I learned this past weekend, is that everyone in the world watched Chuck, and I <laughs> didn't. And apparently, that's a problem. So, yeah, so Cheryl's doing Polly's makeup, and... and uh, she has this wonderful line about how it's much more being friends than mortal enemies. Yeah. Keep that in mind for... A hundred seconds from now. Yeah, so Polly's all like, you know, since this is like a themed uh, throwback homecoming, which I did not see no theme there, but okay, let's let's go raid some. Darling, what uh, was the theme for homecoming uh, when I took you? Uh, It was under the sea. How under sea were people? They weren't, but why? All why right. is, okay. Like, why does Polly use that and Cheryl falls for it? Because Cheryl is all about the theme. Yeah, our homecoming was under the sea and prom was Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Or or Monte Carlo or one of the things that involved gambling. <laughs> it was gambling. Let's 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 encourage teenage gambling because yeah. that's a great idea. Blackjack tables run by my science teacher. <laughs> Um, so they, they go into the East Wing and, bum, bum, bum. and Cheryl, the, the parents sleeping quarters. Yes. And they're looking at stuff and Polly's definitely really looking at stuff. 
Uh, and then Cheryl brings up, uh, cause Polly asks, well, how, how, why does your dad have so many wigs and stuff talking about his hair? And, uh, Cheryl talks that legend has it, his hair turned white overnight, that he saw a ghost of grandpappy with his throat slit. I believe it, frankly. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a ghost of grandpappy. <laughs> like, still roams the hall, like like the ghost from, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, why the East Wing is off limits. They're very embarrassed. You because might see the ghost! Grandpappy died with his pants off. Yeah, so he's just we, like, Whoa. We can't have guests And he seeing just this. really likes to, like, wiggle it at people. <laughs> Cheryl's opening a bunch of jewelry box, jewelry stuff, and she comes across a ring, and it ends up being the ring it's, that Jason gave to Polly. It's the ring we last saw uh, in the hands of Nana, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We And she, when she was, like, trying to give it to Betty? Yeah, when she thought Betty was Polly, yes. Yeah. Didn't she have the ring? She did then, right? Betty didn't keep it. Betty didn't keep it, but yeah. Well, and we saw it in a flashback since then, but that is, like, the last in, like, the actual time uh, zone, or time, not time zone, time frame, timeline? Timeline! Time there we go. Uh, and um, Polly's very upset mm-hmm. because she's, like... Because last she knew Jason had it. Yeah, so And they, the only way somebody could have it is if they got it off Jason's dead body. Yeah, and she tries to go for it, and Cheryl just, like, grabs her wrist and, like, pulls it in a different direction. Just because you're carrying my babies doesn't mean you're safe. Yeah. Well, she doesn't say my baby. She says those babies. But she's really thinking those are her babies. They were Jason's. They are hers. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. I can't remember. So then we are at... Your favorite types of scene, awkward dinner scenes. Awkward dinner scenes. It is this time is, for... This is not an awkward dinner scene. This, this is an adversarial this dinner is scene. like, someone's going to get stabbed. So, like, I was not expecting it to be like this, although why should I expect anything else? It's Alice Cooper. I was expecting her to be putting up appearances so that <laughs> FP would want to stay around as long as possible yeah. for distraction purposes. But no, she goes for the fucking throat. Yep. She spends all of dinner badgering the witness. Yep. She's like, oh, how do you do this? How do you make a living? What do you do before that? Blah, blah, blah. Tell uh, me all about your criminal enterprises. Yeah. But then like... The, the doorbell rings. Ding and uh, It's your dad. Betty invited her father, which Alice is not very happy about. So, but so that's a great move by Betty. Yeah. So now Alice gets it thrown back in her face by Hal. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm wondering uh, if uh, there, there are any trailers available yeah. at Sunnyside. <laughs> because uh, his office is sleeping at great. the office and it's pretty drafty these days. After a brick was thrown through it. Uh, and then FP brings up uh, their homecoming. Is like, oh, do you remember it? There's and a big fight, and he doesn't know what, or he says he doesn't. I imagine this is the well, abortion fight. Well, and I yes, that's what I imagine as well. But like, he asks Betty, like, do you do you know anything about? It? And he's like, oh, I knew that mom and dad were homecoming king and queen. And he's like, yeah, king and queen of hell. <laughs> oh, I love it, Alice. Though is just like shut up, FP, and he's like, I will if you will. Yeah, there, there's a stalemate. It's sort of a Mexican standoff of accusations. Yes. Meanwhile, while this is happening, 
Archie and Veronica. They're just tearing through the place, up and down, back and forth, left and right. Yes, they 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 snuck into the trailer. And my big disappointment of all the sneaking around is that the, the singing fish on the wall didn't, like, turn on at any point in time. It's a motion sensor. It's the best security device available to the Jones home. I just really wanted one, like, jump scare but, with it when it went off. But, like, Veronica is sure that... An absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. She's sure there's something, they're just not finding it. Yeah. And Archie's like, no, we looked so many times. I've been through all of Skeet's everything, just Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. I went to the window, I went to the wall. It's to There's the nothing here. To the wall. Yeah, that's, you got yeah, it. You I caught got, the joke. I got it! I got a joke! <laughs> it's amazing! Uh... <laughs> And the whole time I'm wondering, isn't Archie supposed to be playing football tonight? Is that not how this is? This Saturday, maybe? Yeah, like it's, I, I guess they do it on different days, so that way they're not too tired. I don't remember um, how my school did it, but that's the way it always works in like movies and TV shows. Is the dance is after the game, right? In movies and TV shows, yeah, yeah. But it's always like I feel like in movies and TV shows, it's always an evening game, and like. That's when homecoming is, too. So, like, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so Archie's all like, we'll, we'll, I think I think this is a win situation. We didn't find anything. She's all like, well, what will happen when my dad comes back? I won't know. And so, like, well, I'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Because, yeah, the, the only way she can be certain is if there is evidence of guilt. Yeah. Because if there's isn't, then maybe it's just hidden, and we know that there's a duffel bag with Joaquin, so maybe she's gone to something there. Yes. And then I don't remember what he says, but there's like, he says something, and she's all like, oh, Archie, always there with a smile and a sports metaphor. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, he hasn't made that many sports metaphors, but that makes sense. More than he's made music metaphors, and maybe <laughs> that is really revealing where his loyalties are. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what's happening during this at uh-huh. the Blossoms is Mrs. Blossom is talking to Polly about how Jason wanted nothing to do with them. And before he left to go get her, he threw the ring at them. And that's how they have it. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he just threw it in a dramatic gesture in a fight because yes. he didn't want to be a Blossom anymore. And so no more uh, heirloom rings. Yeah. She says something that's very interesting. She says... A pox on my house. Because uh, Polly's like, I thought it was lost. She says, nothing's lost forever. Everything comes back. And I was like, what? Z- zombie witchcraft? What? What? I, I hope he's a zombie. I would love that. We've had a ghost. They're, it's going and, somewhere. And then she's like, here's your milkshake. Well, and I was like, that milkshake is drugged. And you know what? That milkshake was drugged. Because next thing we know... Polly is asleep, and Cheryl is all like, what'd you do? Yeah. That's my so, date. Uh, uh, so, so in this confrontation over an unconscious pregnant woman, yep. uh, the, the Blossom parents, Mater and Potter, uh, ask Cheryl, what? <laughs> They're very fancy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they ask Cheryl where the ring is, and she tells them, oh, well, she was being chased. Uh, if there is anything to do with this it's best that it be lost forever so it's her word against ours it got flushed down the toilet never to be seen again and and she's all like did i do anything wrong and they're like no that was the right thing 
Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of her. And so then we are uh, back at the school, and FP is dropping Betty and Jughead off for homecoming. And, and Jughead, like, opens the umbrella for her, her and, like, all, all nice. But then he's like, oh, wait, I, I'm going to hang back and talk to Dad. Like, you go mm-hmm. ahead. FP says, Skeet says the stuff that, that sets his heart aflame. Jughead brings it up. Okay. Jughead wants to stay behind because he wants to ask his dad if he's okay with it. He thinks it's the right time to move mm-hmm. home. Right. And, and, and Skeet says, I'll see you that and then raise you. How about mom and jelly bean? Yes. What's can, up with that? We can all be together, the whole family. And then he starts talking about Toledo. Oh. A job in Toledo. And Jughead's like, wait, what about here in Riverdale? And it goes into a big speech about how... You know this... what happens to people like us in Riverdale, boy. And then Jughead looks out the window. And there's a music rain, sting. And there's Betty. And Betty's just standing there, backlit with a halo. It's a beautiful shot. It's so He just perfect. looks so sad and conflicted. It's that perfect melodrama moment that that is Riverdale right there. So then we are inside the gym. And Fred is just old Archie. He's He's got got one arm with Hermione and one with Mrs. Andrews and just living it up. And he's got this white tuxedo jacket. Fred is sharp. Mm -hmm. Fred's looking fly. Uh, Jughead tells Betty I want to talk to you later about something with my dad. Uh... Betty's like, okay, but I'll be back. And she goes and talks to Cheryl, and she's all like, where's Polly? Oh, she had a sugar crash. It's okay. <laughs> she ditched me, but it's fine. Storms off. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Bathroom scene. Bathroom, Bathroom scene. scene. I, I foreshadowed this, but let us talk yes. about it. So uh, Mary Andrews is in there doing her, her lipstick, and Alice Cooper comes in. And, uh, and calls her a polyamorous. Yes. Didn't, didn't realize you were a polyamorous. And uh, they they have a couple of things back and forth about that. And Mary's all like, he's a big boy. He can do what he wants. I don't care what he does. And let me tell you a few other things. And then Alice Cooper's phone rings. She's like, bye. Gotta go. Just cuts her off and leaves. And it was so <laughs> like... Just, it was one of those ones where, like, they're in the bathroom and they're, like, staring at each other in the mirror I'm so thing. glad that there is another real-life adult in this town. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that Fred and Mary could make their marriage work because they're actual human adults. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe it's best they divide and conquer. She might be the only one back in Chicago, too, for all we know. Yeah. So then we see Kevin for the first time, and Betty goes up to him and is all like, Hey, have you seen Archie and Veronica? And before he even gets a chance to answer, she's like off. Because she sees them. she sees them. And like, Kevin's just left there, standing there. And then the mayor is at homecoming. (laughs) And... Well, in Riverdale, it's a small town. So in order to get a quorum, they lowered the voting age to 12. Yeah. These are her constituents. Yeah. Yes. So. Why else would they elect the pop star's mother? Well, the mayor is talking to Betty with Weatherby there. Everything. And it sounds like she's like offering her a job and is also like, please put me up on stage and introduce me. But it's all in like slow motion jumble. Wah, 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 wah. Betty sees 
Uh, everybody shows up. Everyone. And everybody's talking to everybody. Yeah. Veronica and Archie. Are and talking. Then Alice. And, and pop, 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 pop. It's just like. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so she's piecing it together uh-huh. with an eye toward worst po- uh, case scenario, mm-hmm. which is basically what it is. So there you go. Good job, Betty. Yeah. And so she she goes after Archie and Veronica and is all like, where were you? What were what you, you doing? Do? The, what were you doing to my perfect boy? But, but. Then Weatherby introduces the mayor, and she introduces Archie and Veronica because they have to sing to Homecoming mm-hmm. without a backup band. But like, there's still a lot more instruments than just a guitar. And right around here is when I wrote, "Yay, Joaquin!" because he finally showed up. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so they sing, uh, "We're the Kids in America." Whoa. Everybody's and singing along. Everybody's whooping. Everyone's whoopin'. got their, their phone light going, their mm-hmm. flashlight. My phone doesn't do that. No? Uh, no. I I don't have a flashlight. I think I have to download an app for that. What? Yeah. Dad. That's not a thing that came on this Samsung Guess phone. Guess what? Boop. Uh, that's very bright. <laughs> and they're jamming out and... Fred Andrews is being like full on dad dancing. He's such a dad dancer. Uh, Betty seems very concerned about what is happening on stage. Actually, there's a little. Betty's little sh- just trapped in her head. This is this is like kind of an amazing scene because you have the song going, you have them performing, and there's like snippets of seeing people. There's Moose who's all like, "Yeah." There's uh. <laughs> Uh, Betty that has that, you know, Fred's clapping, uh, Cheryl is just slowly breaking down, and all throughout this, we are being montaged over, or not montaged, but, like, shot over to FP's trailer, where cops are certainly at. Sheriff Keller is serving a search warrant, and they start, uh, tearing the place apart as well. Uh Uh-huh, and they are looking and looking and looking, and by the end of the, oh, by the end of the song, um... They find a box. Bum, bum, bum. And then they open it, and there's a gun, and he's all like, can you explain this? And FP doesn't say anything, and I'm just like, it's America! <laughs> it's rural America. It's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> People have guns. Yeah. Usually multiples. He's the leader of a biker gang. <laughs> Why did you only find the one gun? I think he has more. You just didn't look very good. So then we go back to slow dancing Mm -hmm. and uh, the Andrews are dancing and uh, Mary's asking about uh, Archie and Veronica because she already is like something's up there. They're not doing labels, you know. (laughs) And then this is the part you really want to talk about when Kevin and Joaquin are dancing. I think it's the part you really want to talk about from your tone of voice. I've been talking a lot. I feel bad. But yes, so (laughs) Kevin's all like, this is like the first time I've had someone with me at one of these, like a date. Uh, This is the first time I've had a date. It wasn't just like a closeted dude. And they're just having a little moment of being so happy. And then Jughead interrupts them Mm -hmm. and is all like, hey, have you seen Betty? And Kevin's just like, y'all need tracking devices. Stop interrupting me. Kevin is not your secretary, okay? Kevin was going to make out with Joaquin. Let them make out. So everybody does find each other. Uh... Betty finally gets her moment with uh, Archie and Veronica mm-hmm. and s- finds out that they were tearing through Skeet's place, mm-hmm. the Skeet Dome. Yes, and she's pissed. 
And not long after, Jughead comes around the corner, and it's all open season, and then come all the adults. We, we didn't get a, a, a lounge scene this week. No. But instead, we get this. We get a hallway scene. And Jughead knows something up, is up, because they all shut up when he shows up. Mm-hmm. And Betty's just like, you gonna tell him or am I? And they tell him, and Jughead is absolutely pissed at Mm-hmm. Veronica and Archie, but then he finds nobody out. Nobody trusts him. Nobody trusts no. his family. Nobody believes his word. Uh, nobody cares enough to tell him what's going on. Mm-hmm. He starts putting it together, and he's like, "Well, how how did you know to go there when my dad wasn't there?" And then he finds out about the dinner, and he finds out that Alice's thing was not about getting to know him. It was about doing this. And, and that he, Betty knew all along, and she just smiled and went along with it, not to hurt his feelings. Did you learn nothing from last week? Did you learn nothing? And then he says, to think I was going to pass on moving to Toledo with my family for you. Oh! <gasps> and he's like, my word wasn't good enough. You all lied to me. And then Kevin comes in. FP has been arrested for the murder <sighs> Of Jason Blossom. Jughead runs out. Never to be seen again by, by any characters. No. No. No, he's not seen by anyone else. He runs to the trailer. and busts, Casa Jones. And busts through the, the police tape. He's, he just starts throwing things against the wall. He, he starts sits down and cries. Sobbing. And there's a flash of, in, like... In his memories of going back to to FP saying, I'm no killer. Even his dad isn't telling him the truth, apparently. And even if he is telling the truth and that he's not a killer, this is still ruining their their future that he just found out they were going to have. Back together with his whole family. So then he runs out of there as well. Where he goes, we don't know. We don't know. Because we don't see him again. Instead, we're back to Betty tearing into Alice mm-hmm. and asking if she tipped him. Uh, Alice says it wasn't her uh, tip to the police. Nope. But she's glad that somebody did. Mm-hmm. Of course she is. But Betty's response is amazing. Is that uh, a- Alice still, as a Riverdale resident, is all about family loyalty and family feuds. Uh-huh. And Betty says the Jughead is her family a lot more than you are right now, mother. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then she gets scary because she's like, don't you push me. I will push back. And it's like mm. scary eyes on Betty. And and then she she uh, puts her American muscle car in third gear and drifts around a corner because she's going to join the Toretto clan. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then the lodges. Uh, are are just sitting in their mini McMansion of an apartment, <laughs> and they're having this planning like, for the future in their finest jewelry. Of like, what what if he did it? What happens when he comes back? And Miss Lodge is all like, we'll we'll cut ties with him. She's like, that's not going to be that simple, Mom. Yeah, things aren't this simple. We can't like. Wh- why are you lying to yourself? And then we're at. The Andrews and uh, Mary's all like, I want you to come to Chicago with me. You can study music. It's not safe in Riverdale. I'm still like, is it 
safer in Chicago? But in the full context of the scene, yes. she, she's making a greater point about seeing Riverdale like on a precipice. Yes. It's about to, to go downhill in a real big way because everyone is fucking nuts and tearing each other to pieces. Yes. And she's not wrong. That is very true. And like, don't mean Chicago's great. I love Chicago. But it's not unknown that there are issues in this city with safety. Yeah. And I'm just like, Archie's going to get mugged like five times a day. Well, like, he's going he's gonna to be our friend David, who always got mugged <laughs> all the time. Mary says she lives in Chicago. She actually lives in Peoria. She probably lives in freaking Evanston. <laughs> God damn it. Damn you, Mary. Or like, Naperville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of those ones that still has a metro train, but like, that's not Chicago. <laughs> she would live in Naperville. Come on. <laughs> uh, and Fred overhears their conversation, and you can just tell he's like... Archie doesn't make a commitment. No. But he's, he knows just, he's thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we're at the Blossoms, and Cheryl is holding a mirror up to Polly to make sure she's still <laughs> breathing, because Polly's still unconscious. <laughs> That was one heavy milkshake. Yep. And then uh, Blossom Mama is like crying and is all like, he killed him. I know he killed my baby. And we don't, we can assume she's talking about the arrest, but we don't know. No. She might have learned much more true information. Yeah. Uh, and sh- then we see that Cheryl actually does still have the ring. Naturally. She did not flush it, which. I don't believe the thrown after fight story either. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Then uh, we're at Pops, and Betty's there trying to find Jughead, and she's like, have you seen him? And he's like, nope, you're not the only one looking. Because that's where everybody would look first. Uh, And Archie and Veronica are there, and she's like, I'm not talking to you ever again. And they're like, no. But there's a silver lining in this betrayal. They they tore apart that cabinet before the cops got there, and it was empty. There was no gun. There was no box. He is being framed. Somebody is framing F.P. Jones. The end of this episode. Oh, okay. (gasps) Uh, (gasps) Predictions, predictions. Number one, this is not the worst thing that's going to happen to F.P. Jones. There will be a skeet shooting. Like like skeet shooting? Yes. Or like skeet will... uh, They will shoot Skeet Ulrich. That is the joke, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe he was going to take up a new sport. (laughs) Also, what I just said uh, about the Blossoms, Uh Mother Blossom got real information, or she was reacting to the truth, Uh not FP's arrest. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. I think Cheryl is going to betray her family. Yes. I think she's going to try to find, like, trace evidence on the ring. Yeah. Yeah. She, She... There's a lot of interesting stuff going on with her. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, like, th- there was a moment we, we gl- didn't even mention where Father Blossom uh, says that he was wrong to, to be grooming um, Jason oh, all yeah. these years. That he didn't have the stomach for the things that must be done. But, but Cheryl, Cheryl's the, the, the real deal. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the, the bitchiness that Cheryl is doing is for protection. It's cover. It's cover because she has her own secret plan going on of like, 
Mm-hmm. All this. Also, she's dealing with like a complete mental break over this. Like every five minutes, there's like this trying to balance it all. Um, They've gone through so many frogs in that bio class. Jughead, Jughead. Ah, oh, oh, there's so many things that could be going on with Jughead. I feel like it's possible that maybe he ran to his mom and his sister. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I bet that's because where they find him. I don't know where else he could go. Yeah. Like, he could have just stayed home. I mean, maybe he does go back to the trailer. He just lives at the trailer. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not going to go back to the Andrews. No. But I feel like there's a chance we could meet the rest of the Joneses. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, you want to know uh, a really uh, out of left field one? Huh. On the 4th of July, Jason and Cheryl swapped. The person we're calling Cheryl is actually Jason in disguise, the dead one of Cheryl. <laughs> and no one noticed that they have different faces. They're identical twins, dear. They're not, though. I'm saying they are. And they what swapped. What if they were like... Quince. <laughs> they have spares? There's two of each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the uh, the other Jason is just being shorn for his locks, for his dad's wigs. Yeah. He's like, they're like locked in a basement. <laughs> they don't know. Or or what if what if their other two pairs were like trying to escape mm-hmm. the, the dungeon basement where they were being like packed away for all their lives and they tried to escape and like... Oh, uh, they're they're kept in pods like in the Matrix, but instead of that goo, it's syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were escaping. Like that's what. Like ooh, ooh, ooh. What if like Cheryl was helping, uh, uh, uh Jason number two, uh, escape, and then but Mister Blossom saw, and that's why he shot him. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So many theories. Well, I know Hiram Lodge will not be in this season. No. Because they said they cast him for season two. Well, maybe they cast him as someone else for season one. Maybe, maybe they're sneaking or maybe they're just lying maybe to they me. Just li- maybe, maybe he'll show up in the final episode. That press release could have been written by the Blossoms. Yeah. Don't believe a thing yeah. they say. Another thing I think could happen is Joaquin, I don't know, like helps somehow. I mean, next episode has to be the Joaquin betrayal. Yeah. So that Joaquin redemption can be in the finale. Yes, redemption has to and it can't happen without betrayal. I think next week we're in for a dark I, day for Joaquin. I need them to be together. <laughs> I need <laughs> Chughead and Betty to be together. Because, like, that last Betty scene, oh, it, it made me want these kids to work it out so bad. They are each other's hope for a, a fulfilling and supportive life. Because neither of them are getting it from their blood relatives. You can tell that for damn sure. Though I am I'm concerned about what could happen because of that look Betty had when Archie and Veronica were singing together and I was like that is a look of jealousy mm-hmm. and you need to be giving all that affection to Jughead. That'll be the thing that wrecks him season two, but for season one I need them to to just like get through this latest bizarre episode in their lives. <sighs> Uh, here's something we didn't talk about uh, that I would like to. Okay. Homecoming fashion. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Betty's dress? It's so stiff. 
it, it's very architectural. It's got this angular. Is that what you call a bodice? Is that what that is? The shoulder, the, like... the the shoulder to to chest, and like there's this V cut. It, it's she sort of got like a Wonder Woman emblem going on, but I like it. It very much works for her because all of her clothes are very like structured. Mm-hmm. She wears a lot of collars, a lot of just very structured clothing. So the dress like fits her style. Would you say that her life is very structured and she's doing so she, much for, she, for her college applications? She try, tries to. Yeah. yeah. If she sold a little more cocaine, she'd be in uh, better luck tomorrow. Just a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Han! <laughs> oh, Han. How many Justin Lin movies can I talk about today? Hey. All of them. I just can't wait to get uh, beyond of, Star Trek. I wish we would have seen more. Like, we saw her yeah. dress... We saw Veronica's uh, sparkly black number. We saw Archie's Ren McCormick cosplay. Yes. We yeah. saw Jughead in his how many shades of gray can I wear at once. <laughs> I, I mean, love- Kevin and Joaquin were there, but I, I didn't get a look at that. I love Jughead's outfit because it's like the nicest thing he owns. It's rumpled. It's not that nice. It's what he wore to the funeral, just a different just shirt and tie. Just a different shirt, Yeah. Yeah. The the way this show sells character just in costumes is really good. Yeah. It's really good. What how how do you think it compares to uh, our homecoming? Well, you were pretty hot. <laughs> and we made yeah. out, so I don't know if I'm unbiased. <laughs> I I meant like do you feel like it's an accurate representation uh, of no, high school homecoming? Those kids were way too good looking. Yeah. They were way too groomed. And they were way too not awkward with each other around like the punch bowl and like awkward (laughs) dancing and then like the weird kids that just like here's the group of kids that are dancing there's the kids that are like humping each other and then there's the kids that are just sitting i was a sitting kid till you came along dear i was like we're dancing we're dancing (laughs) we're gonna dance we're gonna dance these are the moves and then we became the best thing on the dance floor at weddings yeah people should hire us for that shit yeah yeah. We will never stop. If anyone's getting married and they need uh, we'll, entertainment. We'll work for wedding food. We we are great dancers. So uh, while we're just blowing through mm-hmm. our segments, it is time to take a look at uh, what came before Riverdale, the source material, uh, and take a look at how uh, Archie Comics evolved into this wonderful, ridiculous show. So uh-huh. darling. Yes. As our resident Archie Comics expert. Yes. Will you please tell us about the page-to-screen transition of one Mr. Weatherby? He lost a lot of weight. <laughs> he did, and gained some hair. Some hair? Yeah. Uh, uh, as far as physical changes go, again, this is another character this... they, they recast as a different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riverdale's um, Mr. Weatherby is a somewhat short, very slim black man mm-hmm. rather than a large and round, bald white man. Yeah. Yeah. He still has glasses though. Well, there's that. I do I re- his glasses are very Weatherby glasses and it makes me super happy. <laughs> still can't vouch for the bolo tie. I don't know. Uh, but Weatherby wears a bolo tie half the time. Yeah, that's something they could have fixed. No, I love it. I love it. Weatherby in Riverdale hasn't actually been around much. No. He he shows up occasionally. So it's in a way a little hard to grasp his character. Um he he's definitely keeping an eye on his students, mm-hmm. making trying to make sure people are doing what they should be doing. 
I think he's definitely got a thing for Josie's mom. <laughs> well, come on. Their marriage isn't the best, the McCoys, so maybe he's got a shot. Yeah. Maybe he's got a shot. But so in the comics, you, you have all those things of like he is uh, looking out for students. He's trying to kind of like Miss Grundy, where we talked about that character is she cares about um looks out for them, is trying to keep them on, like, mm-hmm. straight and narrow. The, but the at the friendly same... face of authority. Yes. But there's a lot more, like, c- comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, because it all falls he... into that slapstick comedy style of, like, Archie and the stuff he gets into in the comics. And usually that is shit Weatherby has to deal with or that ends up happening to him. Yeah, Weatherby's always getting pranked. Yeah. Uh, or something terrible happens to him by accident. Yes. Even more often. Usually a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, they spend, I feel like, a lot of weekend attention together. <laughs> but, you know, you, you erase the slapstick, and then that's all sort of gone from the character. Yeah. And it, I, I think Riverdale's Weatherby is just the stern side. Yeah. Though I, I hope that sometime in the future, maybe there will be some story where, like, I don't know, Maybe Joaquin takes Kevin to, like, his favorite cowboy bar, and there is Weatherby doing some line dancing. Oh, that's why he has the bolo tie. Yeah. All right. He's okay. in the line dancing. That's what, he, that's what he does for fun. He's, like, a <laughs> line dancing champion. I would love to see stuff like that from a lot of the adults. Yeah. Um, and they don't even need, like, full storylines, but I'd love to see, like, some more, like, little just, interactions like that where it's just like, Just a oh, hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a really fun opportunity, especially for that character, mm-hmm. where it's those awkward interactions of, like, seeing your teacher someplace they shouldn't be. <laughs> and how, like, little children think their teachers sleep in the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's still that thing. Do you ever get that? Or is it because you're not employed no, by my, the school? My my kids always think that, like, my assistant teacher and I are, like, roommates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about Weatherby? I think of all the characters we've done, he's the thinnest. Yeah. He could have some of those daily milkshakes. He could. He could. But it's nice to see him show up at a school event. Yeah, I like not just arresting people. I guess. Yes. I hope more comes from him. Yeah. I think there's a lot. Like we got a little bit more of like the mayor. Like we could use some more Weatherby. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what have you brought to share <sighs> with the class from Instagram? I just have a couple things. Not all of it's actually Instagram. One thing is from Twitter. Ooh, we're uh, broadening. Which was uh, within this, like, break time uh, between episodes, the actress that plays uh, Alice Cooper mm-hmm. had a great tweet of... Uh, it's such a relief to finally be able to admit that Alice Cooper is actually Sabrina the Teenage Witch grown up. And I'm like, yes, please, yes, please, yes. I want this. I want this to happen. Uh. Um, and then this is a Instagram confession that really just showed that, like, we can't have breaks between episodes because people just, just start really digging hard. <laughs> I do not know if I was the only one to notice a certain association of the name of the newspaper, Blue and Gold, with Betty and Jughead. These colors seem to define them. She is the gold and he is the blue. I know it can be crazy, but I realized it and I found it very interesting. Because she's blonde and he wears like a jean jacket. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I guess. This this is what happens when you take a break is people are like, well, you know, hey, I've just been staring at them. Until my and rods think, and cones give way and I just see shapes and colors. Do you realize when they're standing next to each other, their moles make the Big Dipper? <laughs> like, that is the shit that I see. Actually, Release the documents. I know you have them. There, there were very. The government doesn't want you to know about Bughead. There were very few uh, good juicy ones. Yeah. I feel like I feel like because the last episode with all the stuff that went down, people were then just like taking sides of like, uh, well, Jughead was mean to Betty. Uh, Betty shouldn't have done that to Jughead. And I was like, oh my god. I I just need people screaming about chemicals in the water making the freaking serpents gay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. That's what. There's also a lot of people who really think that Kevin's the killer. I got hot syrup running through my veins. <laughs> um, the the other thing that so they always release like some episode screen caps leading up to an episode, mm-hmm. and there two of the screen caps was one of uh, Jughead in his little makeshift bed and mm-hmm. Archie on his. And uh, someone uh, um, like did thought bubbles. Yeah. So for Jughead laying on his little bed, here's his thought butter bubble. Betty, Betty, she's so sweet. Oh my God, should I buy her something? Would she buy me something? Fuck, wait, is Archie asleep? Archie, shit, I'm tired. Burgers, I need a fucking burger. Does anyone hear Beyonce playing? Okay, ladies, now let's formation. Like what? Yeah, that's definitely jives with what I've seen of Jughead's character. He seems like a big formation fan. Yeah. And now here's Archie. Damn, I can't believe I hooked up with Ronnie. What will Betty think? My hair makes people call me Justin Ginger Lake. I want to be Spider-Man so bad. I need to get these abs in shape. Girls dig abs. Like, come on, who wouldn't want a red-headed hunk? And that's, oh, I thought there was a pig face at first. That's like a purple devil face. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Ginger Lake. That redeemed the whole thing for me. That's really why I saved this is because I needed a reason to say Justin Ginger Lake. (laughs) Yep. All right. So that's from our good friends at Instagram. And social media everywhere. Mm -hmm. The things you find. Uh, do you want to talk about the trailer? It was this one was especially quick cut. It was so fast. Like there's, I'm not even sure if it's all next week or the next two weeks. I don't know. They they were talking about he was framed. I saw Cheryl hit Jughead. Mm-hmm. Uh, People are watching video on a laptop, and it's implied that it's video of the killing. There was a gunshot, and there were like tears. Yeah. And that is all I caught. That's. So look out for that stuff. I don't really know where to start with it. Uh, I need to, like, I need to watch it more. It's so fast. Well, yeah. when we catch up with, like, Flash or whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll see it. I guess. <laughs> Flash has been really bad. Oh, yeah, it's not. I don't Ooh. have much of a desire to catch up, but I will. Because maybe it'll get good. Arrow got good. Mm-hmm. This past week, not so much as no. the, the pre-break stretch, but hey. But after the last like the, four or five, the, you're allowed one. The trailer man. for next week looks looks great. really good. Yeah, I could tell what was happening in that trailer. Imagine that, Riverdale editors. <gasps> it was like that's gonna give someone a seizure. How fast <laughs> that thing was cut. 
So yeah, that was this week's episode. That's this week's Riverdale. Uh, it's great to be back in the saddle. We got two more coming at you, and then <laughs> no we move more. into our off season. Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, putting up with this break. I, I hope that uh, the C2E2 bonus helps you out. Speaking of comic stuff, it's yeah. not for a little over a week, but uh, May 6th is free comic book day. Yeah. Now, uh, this is a show that's about TV, but we do necessarily talk about comics. So I would like to encourage everyone to check out freecomicbookday.com, and there you'll be able to search for your nearest participating uh, uh, store. And the way this works is that there's a, a few dozen this year titles that, that participating comic book stores get, and they give to you for free. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, your store might have other events going on. They might have other sales going on when you get there. Uh, feel free to uh, check their websites or social media when you find your local store. Th- these are all, like, locally run small businesses, so it's it's hard to speak in an umbrella terms. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would really encourage everyone to give a shot of this year's crop of comics. Uh, of course, there are things you would expect, like things to to sell you on major superhero events, but there are uh, bizarre art comics and there's an autobiographical book or two and there's uh, high and low fantasy and there's all ages stuff and stuff for all ages. So go check it out. And those are all the free ones. Yeah. And there are, there are even a few selections from Archie this year. They're, yeah. They're giving away uh, reprints of Riverdale One-Shot, which you heard all about. Now you get to see it for yourself for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Betty and Veronica number one that came out a ways back, frankly. But it's okay. Yeah. And hey, judge for yourself. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's always a good time, a good time to try out new stuff. Mm-hmm. Support your local comic book store. Buy something else while there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's their biggest day of the year. It uh, is. I know some people who work at comic book stores, and they're like, wow, we're going to be able to stay open, but I don't know if I'll be able to survive till Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like Black Friday plus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if ours is doing any, uh, before they did that costume thing if you came in costume you could get an extra one we should go both go as jughead again yeah we should both go anyways even if they're not doing a freebie you know what else is free what helping our show succeed yeah it just takes a little bit of time and a negligible amount of effort to give us a rating and review on itunes or Mm -hmm. stitcher or the podcast service of your choice Uh uh-huh you can also tell a friend Mm -hmm. i remembered You can tell a friend. You can tell your best buddies. You can tell all the people at the comic book store about this awesome podcast you're listening to that about sent a comic. you to give them business. Yeah, like do it. Do it. Do it. Tell your fr- instead of breaking into your friend's dad's place to betray <laughs> him, instead give them the gift of sex, Archie. Yeah, they'll like it more. They will. They will. I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie, King and Queen of Hell. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, with your Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on.
And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?